Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is a breakdown of The Boys Season 2, Episode 4, Nothing Like It in the World. I'm Eric Voss. This is The Boys Underground, the boys after show that does not kink shame, even if your fantasy is having sex with your doppelganger. That's okay <laughs> by us. Right, Marina? Welcome Absolutely. to the show. <laughs> Hi! Uh, the Boys Underground hosted by 50% women. <laughs> now it is, because Tommy is <laughs> off this week. He won't be gone forever. He'll be back. He's He's too funny and too lovable to uh, stay away for too long. Also, he has keys to all of our apartments. So I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> we actually cannot stop him from yeah, and, coming back. And uh, no judge will sign a restraining order. It's some yeah, weird yeah. backwoods western New York <laughs> um, weird law that we can't yeah, yeah. break through. Well, um, I very much enjoyed this episode. It was a nice like um, road trip away from all the drama, and we got to know everyone. Everyone's bumping and grinding and loving and breaking up. It was it was a fun one. Um, Marina, why don't you break down the episode summary for us this episode? Yes, I will. Okay, so spoiler warning, everybody. Um, as always, we are going to talk about what happened in the episode, so if you haven't watched it, you can't get mad at us, but you can get mad at Tommy. Yes, fine. Um, <laughs> so everyone's falling in love and getting stung hard by it. So Huey, Starlight, and MM road trip to North Carolina, and they learn that Liberty, the World War II hero Mallory was asking about in episode three, is actually Stormfront. So she has a long, it's, I know, big, big news. And Eric, actually, you were right. You were so I, right. Uh, yeah. I don't want to take too much credit because the other 80% of the time, I'm not right. But. <laughs> actually, as I was watching, I almost texted you to be like, you were Right, buddy. <laughs> you asshole. You knew about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was not going to praise you. I was going to yell at you. Uh, <laughs> she turns out to be the World War II hero that Mallory was asking about. And uh, she has a long history of hate crimes covered up by Vought. Okay, yes. so that's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, Frenchie tries to kiss Kimiko and it does not go well. Which, um, as I saw that, I was like, good. Like, that is the reaction that yeah. you should get. He's that is the moment he read the room yeah. so poorly <laughs> he read the room. <laughs> okay so it doesn't go well he co he holds back Kimiko from trying to get revenge on Stormfront um at a rally and Butcher sneaks into the compound uh where Becca is being held and they hook up she knows going in that as much as Billy says that he's fine with the kid and he wants to raise him and all this stuff she knows that really deep down he doesn't want to and yeah. it comes out when he like says a superhero slur <laughs> against the kid and it's like wow that really didn't take much yeah, there you go true colors <laughs> really didn't take much um so they part ways homelander hooks up with doppelganger um who poses as <laughs> still well uh which is so weird and then he kills doppelganger when he looks like himself which is like <laughs> very so weird, weird. Yeah. um a train gets fired from the and is replaced by Shockwave, who I thought was very funny when he was like, "That's right." Like <laughs> he's like, "Peace," she's like, "Peace, bro." Um, yeah. And the deep is set up in a sham marriage uh, by the Church of the Collective, which is a reference to the Church of Scientology with Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. We don't know, but like we don't we know, know, but we know. We don't we know, know, but we know. 
but we don't know how you know. Just take it from <laughs> take it from us. We live in Hollywood. We know how yeah, they yeah. work. <laughs> we drive down Franklin, and we hear the screams from inside that castle. <laughs> um, and it is a castle. This was. I'll say there were parts of this episode that really slowed down for me, but I think it was fine. I I I, I liked that we were coupling off in this episode, yeah. and uh, this whole reveal of these interviews being from the Church of the Collective in Deep was such a mm-hmm. cool thing. Yeah, because like, I kept wondering like who are these people? I thought maybe they would yeah. be interviewing for uh, Starlight's new show. Ooh, you yeah. You know, uh, Agents of Starlight or whatever. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, this was a much cooler mm-hmm. twist. Yeah. It was a slower episode, but any episode where, like, everyone's f***ing is, like, cool. Yeah, yeah. And it had its its share of dark f***ed up moments. So, oh, yeah. The yeah. murders are coming. The murders are coming. Um, all right, well, I'm going to break down 10 major Easter eggs slash visual details that you might have missed this episode because there's some really cool stuff that mm-hmm. if you were watching closely, you might have picked up on. So, you know, as I predicted last week, uh, many of you said I was nuts or that I was reaching. Every time I see that, I'm always like, hmm, okay, you might be right. I might be stretching a bit on this one. But if I'm right, ooh, I, I will say <laughs> nothing to you. I will say nothing. I'm not going to go back and find that comment again. I don't care. Uh <laughs> So, yeah, we find out that Stormfront is revealed to be Liberty, the World War II era soup. And honestly, Marina, I felt this could have been underlined way more. That's a huge yeah. reveal. And they I just kind of like, it's, they were talking about, like, oh, maybe she just never ages. But we did pick up on some clues leading to this. Last week, we talked about how her racial slurs seem a bit antiquated in their mm-hmm. phrasing. Yeah. Um, also, if you're watching that scene, um, uh, like in that 70s flashback, they used Ayakash's voice as Liberty when she killed that black guy, and it was in a sudden rainstorm. So I think yeah. that, that had to have been connected there. Also, some people picked out how a couple episodes back she referenced Pippi Longstockings as a, yeah. you know, as something to call Starlight. Um, I knew what that was because I feel like my teacher read that to me in first or second grade. But that is a character that was definitely more popular in like the late 40s, which mm-hmm. would have been Liberty's era. But here was the new visual clue that I don't think anyone else has spotted um stormfront's metal armbands she doesn't yeah. always have them on but uh when she does wear them they have these american flag imprints you know it's just like more usa iconography like homelander's cape which you know coming from a military family i'm kind of like don't wear the american flag as an article of clothing okay that's yeah. it's it's a cape you're gonna get that dirty that's not what the american flag is for you're gonna get it dirty. if 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 It'd be one thing if it was just like an American flag print, you know, if it was mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm, color mm-hmm. scheme, but it's just a USA flag that he's yeah. wearing as a cape, which feels disrespectful, I think. Um, Stains are going to get hard, be hard to get out. Very hard to get out. Uh, those colors don't run unless you spill tacos on it. And <laughs> good luck. But she has these um, these imprints of the flag on her armbands. And uh, the American flag, when it's worn on U.S. military uniforms, the stars in the blue part of the flag are always facing forward, even though it looks backward on the right side. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that the flag is always charging, leading the way into battle. It's never mm. retreating. Storefront's flag armbands follow this principle, but only when she's in front of cameras. In private Ooh. moments, like when she got real with Homelander and Vought Tower, those armbands were totally reversed. The flags were retreating. Huh. I think this could be a subtle way of showing her actual Nazi origins yeah. as a World War II experiment by Frederick Vought secretly working in this conspiracy to undermine America's interests and force America into a retreating position that the Nazis always dreamed of. We thought we uprooted those Nazis. They're still here. And you had to root them out. We do not tolerate that. 
Eric. I mean, we have to say this because, you know, people watch new rock stars and like, oh, he looks like me. So he must think the way I think. No, that's not right. always. That's right, mother. If you think that Eric is on your side, he ain't. He ain't. Whatever you think, I'm the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, there was also a quick shot this episode that I thought was very interesting that I think was just kind of like the legend to the map telling us to pay attention to flags this episode. There was that mural of Homelander when they were going in the South and yeah. his American flag cape was rendered into a Confederate flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll say, while I take issue with you wearing the American flag as an article of clothing, if you want to, you know, disrespect the Confederate flag, go yeah. right ahead. <laughs> Staying away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on, uh, second detail. We get another Billy Joel reference this episode. I love how every episode this season we are getting yeah. a Billy Joel song. Yeah. Uh, always a reference to Huey and Robin's final exchange in the pilot. Mm. And that's become a big thing now with Huey. And Starlight, they sing, we didn't start the fire. And that look on his face when she knew the words, he's like, oh, I'm in love. I know. I found her. It was so sweet. Um, but a lot of people are pointing out that song was from Billy Joel's album called Stormfront. <gasps> Ooh! Ah! Cool. Uh, third detail. In the first three episodes, Fresca was kind of the random product placement, right? right. Well, yep. this episode, it was Almond Joys. They are so happy. They Almond Joys so happy to finally get uh, some shout outs. They're like, it's our time! <laughs> um, well, we saw it twice, actually. Annika, the Vought mm -hmm. analyst, is eating one. Black Noir makes her throw it away. Later, Starlight mm -hmm. eats an Almond Joy, the vending machine, and Huey thinks it's gross. The reason I bring this up is because comic readers have been, you know, biting their tongues about Black Noir's comic twist. I'm not going to bring up here. But I wonder, instead, and I'm only speaking in code to the people who read the comics... There might be some connection between Black Noir and Huey based on their mutual disgust with Almond Joy candy bars. Huh. So just think about that. This might become important later. I don't know. I haven't seen the future episodes. So this is perfect because Eric knows what happens in the comics and I don't. So you do get that like balance of like what I think is just like, huh, what does that mean? And then Eric's like actually knows what it Everything means, means everything. <laughs> All right, fourth detail. There are a bunch of signs at Stormfront's rally. One reads the number seven in a Superman shield outline. Just a fun DC reference there. Now, fifth detail, one of my favorite moments was Homelander just scrolling through all of Stormfront's memes. So funny. And because this is what we do here at New Rockstars, we got to go through these frame by frame just because it. it was hard to catch all of them, but all of them are amazing. So I'm just going to run through them quickly. There was, she has no sympathy for bitches. <laughs> Tries to save the city, can't even save his reputation. Saving America, <laughs> lol, bitch. That was Homelander's coming face, it looks like. Well, his milk face. Uh, there was one with Black Noir with a teacup. Did you hear about Stormfront? The tea is scalding, sis. <laughs> Laughing at Homelander. Me receiving the glory of Stormfront's posts. The classic unfaithful boyfriend meme. That with was funny. <laughs> everyone turned around from Homelander to Stormfront. I love that one. Searching for a single give about Homelander. Uh, there was the Girls Get It Done bot poster we've seen. There was a mushroom cloud with Homelander's mind when he found out about a woman is stronger than him. Go home, homie, you are drunk. And then the Segway scooter ones with me and the squad on our way to respect Stormfront. And then bye, Homelander. Bye. And then this really quick one, someone please touch my tiny dick, sad face. <laughs> Which someone does offer to touch his tiny dick later, but he turns yeah. it down. Uh, Stormfront smiling in front of a house fire with Homelander's career. Caught one for you, Homelander. And it's a fish with super terrorist. Homelander waving from a trash bin. Uh, and then a feeding a pill to a cat. Internet <laughs> Stormfront content, me. 
hating Homelander burns 400 calories per hour. Stormfront on Jesus's body, it looks like. She did that. When will Homelander actually save us? And then Homelander with a clown wig and nose. And then Stormfront with test me bitch in Comic Sans. I know the way that I look at my memes is on a television with a clicker. That's, what was that? Someone must have had to set up like a keynote for him. And he's just like, I know. and that poor tech was like, uh, I'm not going to include the really mean ones. Yeah. What a but weird. I have to include some of the mean ones so he knows I'm not lying. Because so they'll know. He'll, he'll confront me in an elevator and try to crack a rib bone. Ugh. Now, what's interesting is Stormfront totally admits this episode that all these memes are being generated by just like five dudes that she pays Mm -hmm, in Arby's gift cards, which, Marina, by the way, I will accept that payment. If anybody (laughs) wants to pay me in Arby's gift cards, he loves it. I want my big beef and cheddar. Um, And and yeah, last week we did talk about how Stormfront's internet following might all be bullshit. And Mm -hmm. she's just freely admitting now that it's manufactured being amplified by the echo chamber of social media. Just an interesting statement on all these kind of grassroots internet campaigns. Really, it's Mm -hmm. probably a small group of people just really committed and knowing where to post and and when to post all these things. All right, sixth detail. A-Train gets fired from the seven... Uh, that was hinted by the newspaper in episode one. He's replaced with Shockwave. Um, he offers to help with a fitness initiative. He loves fat kids. But there was a detail here. The statue in the Vought office in the background between Homelander and A-Train was uh, a figure with a missing leg who's having trouble running, just like oh, A-Train is having trouble yeah. moving quickly because of his issues. Seventh detail, Homelander, of course, hangs out with Stillwell, but yes, actually just Doppelganger, whom Stillwell, if you remember, did previously use to blackmail the senator in season one. The framing in these shots was really creepy. It points the camera right down. <laughs> you mean bosom. the titties? Yeah, it's it doesn't leave anything, really, the imagination. It, it really, I think the idea of it... She has nice titties. It, it, she, she looks good, you know? Uh, I just think <laughs> you it's... You can't a, say that. I can I, say that. I can say she looks good with the, with the shrug. <laughs> I think I can say that much, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I think the whole idea of this was for it to feel very, um, you know, pervy and uh, mm-hmm. voyeuristic. Like, we're seeing an angle that we shouldn't be seeing. And I think it's just to make us feel unsettled by this kind of, mm-hmm. like, infantile nuzzling that he does um also marina if you think about it homelander had to set this up with doppelganger walk him through the milk finger sucking routine like what was that conversation like he handed him a script and was like this is how i get my num nums stick your fingers (laughs) in this glass of milk (laughs) Uh uh-huh and then feed it to me he's like you don't want to just drink the milk no it needs to be suckled from your finger doppelganger (sighs) and he was like he was like you want me to do this and he was like yes and he was like isn't that a little weird and he was like no (laughs) (laughs) nothing's weird you're weird shut up yeah (laughs) go to your room (laughs) because like doppelganger i mean was he consenting to i assume doppelganger was being forced to do that if not outright then he just made his glow homelander made his glowy eyes you know oh yeah and he was like okay i'll do it you know i mean like he was holding him as Yeah. yeah I think that's what is scariest about this show now. At any moment when Homelander's not on screen, I assume he could burst through the wall and snap someone's neck. <laughs> yeah. Or just laser someone to death. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, he's so frightening. He's kind of this like looming presence over everyone. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, now, in this weird cabin in the woods, they're watching Scorsese's Taxi Driver, mm-hmm. uh, specifically the moment Travis Bickle blows off the guy's fingers, which in that movie, it's really one of the most Homelander-esque violent moments. Homelander definitely relates to Travis Bickle as a dude who feels threatened that his masculinity is being stripped away from him. And whenever that happens, he responds by going berserk for no reason. He's not an actual hero. Mm-hmm. And, and in the same way that, like, 
the boys subverts your expectations of the Superman trope as someone who you expect to be a hero, but he's actually a rotten person. That's yeah. what Taxi Driver is all about. You're not meant to relate with Travis Bickle. He's a flawed, broken human being who sees himself as the hero of his own story, but actually he's a he's a sociopath who <laughs> has no emotional connection to anyone and is just looking for an excuse to blow people away. Yeah. Okay, now, for me, one of the worst things I think we've seen Homelander do on the series, and it's like they're trying to find more creative ways for him, for us to hate him even more. Yeah. He forcibly outs Maeve on live TV. Yeah. this guy. Yeah. That was so rotten. Um, and in a, the reason he does it is to, like, serve himself, to, like, try to say the seven yeah. have representation, despite this Heroes So White campaign. This is just me. He also does the thing that everybody does where someone points out a lack of diversity and like for example this is hero so white right mm -hmm. and they go oh but we have a gay white lady and it's like you cannot substitute right. one of like a underrepresented demographic for another like she's still white like just because she's a lesbian or is bi whatever whatever she identifies as that character like people are like oh it's fine because like one of them's a lesbian and it's like bitch there's still no f the one black guy is now gone like yeah. she didn't she's not and <laughs> so yeah that was, yeah I and was this was like, after he fired uh, a train right yeah. so he's like he's lying about that too that's the real point is like yeah he's getting defensive and when people bring mm -hmm. up these things it's not so that you can have a response and say like well actually we have these tokens that right. you know it's that's not what it's about the point is to just like take in the criticism look at your own system the way you're bringing people in and try to change and and yeah. try to change rather than get defensive about it i thought it was written very well because that is exactly what everybody does is like yep. we have a gay white woman though and it's like and i was like yeah that's what people do like yep. yeah. they did it they did it you are right that the the way the homophobia was written in this episode was super accurate uh, mm -hmm. and not like over the top, like, you know, in like early 2000s movies where they're like, this is why you're gross to be gay. It's kind of like the yeah. weird passive aggression. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, the whole thing with the Heroes So White campaign, it came about because this whole reveal that soups are being made, not born, Sightings yeah. realizing that Vought chose this to mm -hmm. make soups 92% white. It wasn't yeah, just man. a happy accident. It was a choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, with Homelander's homophobia, there's like a really interesting moment. I don't know if you caught it too, Marina, where like he's totally down to sleep with himself. To f*** uh, himself? Yeah. <laughs> to f*** himself. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's ready to do it. But then there's a little moment where Doppelganger mm -hmm. says, It's not even gay if it's with yourself, right? And then you can see the shift in Homelander's face. It's the mm -hmm. word gay triggered his homophobia in that moment. And in that moment, he decides that he has to kill Doppelganger because yep. Doppelganger has, he realizes, oh, he saw that I was down to do this. He saw that yeah. I'm vulnerable and broken. I have to kill him now. And yeah. I have to kill someone who looks like me because I hate myself. So yeah, much. yeah, it, it's such a well acted moment. By, by I know, I hate that character, but it was so well acted. Yeah, like yeah. I was like, like every time I watch a show, I'm like, oh, I hate him, 
That actor, though. Yeah. Really He's great. He plays it, it perfectly. He's now, so, so good. Something I want to note here, Marina, Doppelganger doesn't revert back to his normal self when his neck is snapped. He yeah. stays as dead Homelander. Which so, is like, crazy, right? Yeah. It, it really underlines the thing. He has to look down his own dead body. Mm-hmm. It was very, very interesting to see that. Uh, now, the last thing I will point out is uh, the whole framing device of this episode. We were talking about this, the wife interviews uh, from the deep, the mm-hmm. women we met, Olive, Cassandra, Gianna, all for the Church of the Collective to arrange this weird marriage, rehabilitate his image. We talked about Scientology and its connections there. Uh, but it also seems to be setting up another threat to Vought. Like, we have the boys. We have the media and the Heroes So White campaign. We have the inner coup from Edgar and Stormfront. And now we got this weird religious cult coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Cassandra, that was, you know, the candidate that was chosen for Deep, brings up the lovers of Valdaro, which are 6,000-year-old skeletons found embracing each other, discovered mm-hmm. in Italy in 2007. She may not realize the fact that in recent chromosomal studies... Both skeletons were revealed to be male. Oh, cute. Isn't that interesting? Now, we don't know if it was a lover's embrace. They could have just died and held each other. And who knows how they identified. But, like, this whole assumption that there was a male and a woman. It's like, no, they were dudes. And this is something that is normal and has been around since mankind has been around. Um, So... I think it's interesting when you put it in the context of the whole episode. This mm-hmm. whole episode, you know, it's called Nothing Else Like It in the World. Everyone's horny as f***. You got Hugh and Starlight. <laughs> you got Booker and Betcha. Uh, betcha. You betcha you got Booker and Betcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's Homelander and himself slash Homelander and Stillwell. Yeah. Frenchie's trying to make the move on Kimiko. Deep has all of his wife interviews. They're all showing these different types of relationships, but they're all kind of up and they all don't work out the only two people who are left embracing are these ancient skeletons that in a weird way is the truest love that we see in this episode and how there's nothing else like it in the world now because those two are gone and we're left with these complicated broken people who cannot connect with each other eric so sad. That's why at the end, that reveal, I was like, oh, what a cool... The whole episode, I was like, how is this all connecting? Yeah, and then remembering yeah. back and, and discovering that thing about the lovers of Eldara, I'm like, I get it. Like, what a... It was such a, an interesting through line, I think. It's through so episode. depressing. It's sad. <laughs> but so it's sad. true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on that note, um, I've learned something even more important that I have to tell you about. But... <laughs> I gotta switch things around here. <laughs> Look, I know there's a lot of clues we gotta sift through because the best visual clues are hiding in plain sight just like someone's front pocket wallet like The Ridge! Thanks to The Ridge for sponsoring this episode. The Ridge helps you carry what you need every day. From their flagship Ridge wallet to their portable charging commuter backpack, they want you to make the most out of what you're bringing with you. The Ridge wallet is made out of military-grade materials like titanium and carbon fiber. It has a clean, stylish design. It is proof. So when Jason Voorhees is trying to kill you, he won't be able to kill your credit cards. This is their aluminum silver wallet. They do have other colors, including some very flashy tiki designs. This thing is light, it's strong, just like you. They make it easy to buy with free shipping and free returns and a lifetime guarantee. It's also got 30,000 five-star reviews. So you know they're doing something right. They also have great backpacks and travel bags with RFID blocky pockets and the optional device charging batteries. Get 10% off today with free world wide shipping and returns by going to ridge.com slash new rockstars that's ridge.com slash new rockstars and use the code new rockstars find the link in the video's description all right 
Let's let's talk about some discussion questions we had from this episode. <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Yeah. So, uh, Marina, let's start with talking about this whole backstory with Stormfront and Liberty. Um, you know, apparently Stormfront never ages, neither do her racist views. What do you think <laughs> this tells us about Bot's history? Why do you think Stan Edgar brought her back into the Seven? What's his what's his plan? Right. Um, okay, so last episode, when Homelander learned the history of Vought as a company, as Stan Edgar was talking, um, and Homelander is kind of like not paying attention, like blah, blah, blah. Uh, I didn't say this when we did our episode um, of The Boys Underground at the time, but while I was watching that, in my head, I was like, oh, Vought is that same thing like it's the same formula it's the same people it's the same everything like they're gonna like the history is like oh yeah they distance themselves like they started over it's a different this it's a different that it's not it's the same in my head i was like oh it's the same thing all of it is the same yeah. in fact it's the same hero so i think she's one of the original people who got the serum maybe even the first one yeah so she's the original everything and she can't age which is a super power we would all love to have <laughs> um and i think she, maybe like her blood is the key to something so she can't like stan edgar can't get rid of her and he knows that because she doesn't age and no one can kill her so he kind of doesn't have a choice and also last week i was like it's smart to bring her back in because Homelander is issuing his authority, sort of like putting his foot down. He's kind of like testing the waters for how much he can get away with or whatever. And it's so smart of Stan Edgar to bring in somebody or bring back somebody who is apparently one of the only people on the planet who can physically keep Homelander in check. Yeah. Like he, she's one of the only people who could potentially kill him if need be. And if I were him, I would to totally bring her back just to have a check on Homelander's power, yeah. if nothing else. Yeah, she kind of seems like the um, the old guard, you know? Yeah. Like uh, when when your new rookies are out of control, you bring back in the old uh, the old dude yeah. who you kind of trust. And you know, before Mallory Stillwell was keeping Homelander in check, without Mallory Stillwell, I think Stan Edgar's like, all right, we might have yeah. to take care of this guy, so I'm gonna bring back in. This sneaky, ageless <laughs> soup just to keep an eye on him and to keep him in check. Yeah, that seems yeah. like a good strategy. Um, okay, so Eric, um, let's check in with our weekly Noir Watch. Uh, noir Watch. So, <laughs> noir Watch. So, in this episode, Black Noir pressures the analyst yeah. to track Billy Butcher Wizards really funny. Just butcher. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. He didn't even have to write it like that. He yeah. like, wrote it with a crayon. A crayon, on the yeah. Piece. Just scribbled it. Butcher. Maybe he, he just, just wanted some nice it. meat cuts. Yes. <laughs> He's waiting so yeah, long. Yeah, he's like, why is she showing me this one guy? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I don't know where the butcher is. Um, uh, but the question is, so why is he so interested in him? Ah, that's a very good question. I think that's something that it's going to be a guiding thing, the whole mystery with Black Noir. Because, yeah, we, we're keeping an eye on this guy. He was crying yeah. when he found out that superheroes are are made, not born. Mm -hmm. Last season, we saw him playing piano expertly. Uh, oh. He started this season killing off the soup terrorist. Uh, yep. I don't... I think he might have been involved with uh, getting that baby out of the house in that moment. Ooh, I think okay. he might have been there. Uh, and I think he sees something in Butcher. 
uh, as a way to maybe help him. Uh, maybe he has some kind of connection to. Uh, I, I if if he cared more about um, Becca, then he would yeah. have known. It wasn't until they had gone through that those security tapes for hours and hours that that's where they finally found Billy Butcher. So I don't think um, Blackmore has so much of a connection to Becca. I think. Once he saw that Billy Butcher has an axe to grind with Homelander, Blackmore yeah. sees some kind of connection there. I don't think his uh, his goals are antagonistic with Billy Butcher. I'll say that. You you know what? That's cool because the whole time I was watching too, I was like, why is he care? I mean, I know why he cares, but like, I was like, why? Yeah. Um. And yeah. Th- but also he can't really explain. So he, he can't use his words like, yet. <laughs> Butcher. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Um. Yeah, and since we'll you're doing see. so well. Let's see what you have to say about this. So, um, why was MM's father fighting Vought in court, oh, yeah. right? First of all, yep. Uh-huh. How did he die? Um, and do we think MM's OCD is connected to the oh, death or any of that? That's a good thought. Yeah, because yeah. they both kind of came up the same episode, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't know. Um, like he, they said that he was fighting them in court. Even the actor in the in like on the Amazon after show was saying. That he had to ask some follow up questions to the writers about uh, oh. because he had to ask, was the death murder? Was it like an assassination yeah. by thought? Uh, and he believes that he died of natural causes, but stress that was brought on by yeah. fighting Vought in court. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe it had to do something with MM. Maybe, um, maybe he was trying to protect MM and he mm. was fighting. I mean, look, everyone has a reason to sue Vought. You know, that's one yeah. thing we're learning. They. F- over everyone in every possible way. Yep. But I think you are absolutely right that MM's OCD is directly related to it. I mean, he had talked about hearing his dad uh, typing on the typewriter, mm-hmm. and then he taps his finger every time he changes the lane. So I think yeah. like his and I, and I wonder if his dad died of something that had to do with some kind of like illness, and that's why he wanted to like keep his hands clean and everything wanted to be clean. Maybe the kid had to like clean up his dad's. Like, maybe his dad, you know, offed himself and the kid had to, like, clean it up. And then that blood is always on his hands. So that's why he's, like, always wanting to wash his hands. And I, I don't think, know. no, it makes sense. And actually, if I'm not mistaken, um, OCD is, if not, ca- it's not caused, but it is worsened by traumatic events. Yeah. Traumatic life events. So, like, like a death of a loved one, it can make symptoms way, way worse, even if they were really mild before. Um, So that makes total sense. And it sounds like he might have inherited, you know, his dad seems like a compulsive person. The fact that he kept going off after Vought working all Mm -hmm. night. Like this might have been something like in his family. And then you're right. That moment worsened it. All right, Marina, I want to know from you now that A-Train's fired from the seven. What do you think his next move is going to be? Um, uh, okay, so, uh, so he, he, ha- he has to stop running, right? And he's also addicted to Compound V, so he, kn- the, the only thing he really wants is to keep himself stable, right? Like, he had that exchange with Starlight where he was like, you know, the only people who saved money is and everything is rich people Mm -hmm. and i was like "Mm -hmm." Mm -hmm. um so he in my head (laughs) he like goes public with everything except for killing his girlfriend but he's like i've been struggling i had to get sober i went through rehab i'm the people's hero and then he basically becomes the rock and like starts (laughs) acting and starts like becomes like the biggest like athletic figure turned entertainer turned actor turned like worldwide global force and why not that's where the money is yeah Yeah. he's like the richest person in the world and he's just like fuck but i'm Get your money. Oh man, yeah, he's uh he's perfectly set up for that. Or you know, like 
I don't know if he's that crazy about the boys because he has that tension with Huey, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like, if they can start picking off some of the uh, members of the Seven to join them, they already kind of have Starlight. Like, ooh, yeah, could A Train join up? I guess I don't know. We'll see. Your he- theory is based on like real things, and my theory is based on like what I just want to happen. Well, I think yours actually is more realistic to the real world than A Train. <laughs> you know, deciding that he can make peace with Huey because he hates Shockwave that much. Yeah. Don't feel shame, Marina. What you pitched was was good. One of us has read, knows what happens in the comics, and one of us... But but they diverge so much from the comics. This is like more than any other show or movie we've talked about. The Boys has diverged more from its source material. So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the last thing we should talk about is uh, what's next for Billy Butcher. Because I'll tell you, at the start of the season, I was like, oh, he just wants to get Becca back. And then it seems like they put a pause on that now after this episode. I know. um, This is not what's going to happen, but... (laughs) <laughs> when he when she left him or whatever, I was like, "Go to therapy." <laughs> That's all you need. Just go, go to therapy. Everyone just time. should just please go to therapy. Just talk this about your problems, please. He's been ignoring like working on himself, and yeah. she straight up told him like, "Bitch, you've always you've always been like yeah. <laughs> up, and now you got to work on yourself." And I was like, "Maybe he'll finally go to therapy." Maybe that hey, that'd be good. Um, now, before Marina breaks down the kill counts in this episode, we uh, do want to do a bit of follow up on this whole exploding head mystery. We yeah. go back through the trailer. There is totally a soup that looks like they're going to be. Breaking out of a facility who has the ability to explode heads. I think the concern is that Vought might be using people like that to do their assassinations for them, uh, or obviously Stormfront uh, yeah. might be using that on behalf of Stan Edgar as opposed to everyone on the Seven or, or Vought. Um, so it looks like it's it's not the fly crawling into the ear, Tommy. It looks like there's just a soup who does that, who turns people into soup. <laughs> so who uh, won the kill counts this week? Great. So this was a low murder um, uh-huh. episode. Um, so Homelander had one kill, um, which was Doppelganger, uh, the shapeshifter, of course, um, which what a way to go. I mean, come on. You offered to suck a guy's dick and then he f- kills you. Like, come, come on. on. He was doing something nice. <laughs> well, you know, in a way, and you already talked about this, Eric, like, yeah, he kills Doppelganger, but metaphorically speaking, he really, like, killed himself. And you could think about it of he killed his former self, and his former self is the one that gave a f- about what other people thought. That's right. And it was kind of the the only thing right. holding him back from becoming a true monster. Definitely. I mean, publicly. So now that's dead. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit. Like, now he's going to basically just go free like balls to the wall bad um bad uh and stormfront also has one kill so uh and but but it's a flashback right so we see her as liberty um she killed myron who is um the brother of the woman that they go to interview uh the motorist in the 70s um and we also have an adjustment from last week so we guess that's right so we had guessed that stormfront had killed around a dozen people when she went <laughs> just tearing through that. It's yeah, not funny. Yeah, she killed a lot more. Tearing through, <laughs> tearing through that building. Uh, it was a little bit funny. It was just like, ah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, but it turns out it was <laughs> 59 people. Oh, my God. And, and something uh, we should also point out, like, we didn't really stress this last episode, but those were targeted kills. Everyone who died there seemed to be a person of color. She was yeah. aiming for black what people. The f- it was oh, really messed sure. up. Yeah. Yeah, it was totally. 
um, and Kimiko's brother, right? So if you add all that together, she's killed 60 people, yo. Yep. At like, least there's going to be even more bodies, I'm sure, that she stacks up. And absolutely. I'll be interested to see. I don't think any of those bodies are going to be white unless, you know, she kills one of the people we know. She's going to be very selective about who she kills. Yeah. Yeah. The um the the death of the show, the kill of the show uh, for this episode was not any of the physical murders. It was the death of my relationship with Milk. <laughs> because you, you, finally, had, you still had it starting this episode i was t- i was that like they're gonna let it me. go i know <laughs> eric's vegan now yep hey and you know we should also give an honorable mention to the north carolina semi-truck that looks like oh, it might yeah. have killed two people but we don't know <laughs> we don't i know i almost wrote that down but yeah yeah wasn't confirmed I was grossed up by the milk. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Well, that is our show this week. It was so great to chat with you, Marina. Thanks for breaking down those numbers for us. It's always fun to chat with you. Uh, For everyone watching or listening, tune in every week for our reactions to the latest boys episode the following day uh, here on YouTube or here on your podcast network, wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the show actually earlier in the video version if you listen to the podcast version. It's a big help to us here on New Rockstars. If you are a big podcaster, please, if you could give us a great rating and review, that really helps us. If we could trend, that would be awesome. Uh, it's just one of these weird things that gets us on the map uh, and helps us do Tommy more things like this. Tommy dreams about it. Yeah, Tommy does. Yeah, he tells us all his dreams, and we wish that he wouldn't. <laughs> we don't know how to leave that Slack channel. And as I said, judges will not res- sign the restraining order. Yeah. Reminder, you can join our official Discord by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash newrockstars. And on Discord, we'll be trying to field some questions that we'll answer on the show. So you'll definitely want to be there if you want to be part of the conversation. You can follow me at EA Voss, follow Marina at Marina Mastros, and follow New Rockstars on all of our socials. Subscribe here on YouTube or wherever you're listening to get too much information on all the stuff you care about. Uh, See you next week, Marina. Bye. No more milk. Bye, Homelander. (laughs) 